I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com coming to you live on the first Saturday from Bud Walton Arena for the college basketball season. It was a good one for the Razorbacks, 99-58 to win over San Jose State. Woo! The Hogs put it on them in the second half. <clears throat> really, really fun game. I'm going to throw a few quick stats at you here as we get started. Uh, the largest margin of victory for, victory for the Razorbacks so far this season, 41 points. Most points scored by the Razorbacks so far this season, 99 today. Most assists the team has dished out, 22. 62.7% from the field, 61.5%, that's 8 of 15 from the three-point line, and 81% from the free-throw line. Another opponent the Razorbacks have held under 60 points. Really, really a thorough and complete effort uh, from the Razorbacks, again, especially in the second half of this one. Uh, listen, we're not going to throw a party for, for beating up on San Jose State, but that was pretty impressive and probably the most fun I've had in this building so far this season. I mean, I guess that's what is going to happen when you're operating at full strength for the first time this year. The Razorbacks were had all scholarship players available for the first time this season. That's crazy to think about, uh, you know, that, now that we're a month into things here. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I, in fairness, I think it kind of looked like that in the first half. This game wasn't a blowout from the tip, was it? You think about how this game started. Arkansas struggled defensively, I thought, in their screen coverages. Uh, letting their man get by him a little bit too often. Um, you know, Amari Moore, number 10, really nice player for San Jose State. He really led Arkansas up, gave him some problems. I think he had 16 in the first half. Uh, the offense, I think, looked good for the Razorbacks early on, uh, maybe missing some open shots that you think they would normally make, and, and San Jose State was making some tough ones. This is a 40-35 to 35 game at halftime, and it was a one-possession game a couple minutes into the second half. Uh, but Arkansas really, really blew things open after the break. Uh, you know, looking at the box score here, uh, Arkansas outscores San Jose State by 36 points in the second half and route to the win. Uh, you know, I think it was some of the best basketball they've played throughout the course of the season. It was great to see them get everybody involved. Uh, they looked crisp. They looked sharp. Like I said, they were having a lot of fun. The crowd was energized. They were into it. So. Really good things, I think, from Arkansas on, you know, on, a, on a Saturday in Bud Walton Arena. That's what you want to see. Uh, you know, some player notes, right? Nick Smith Jr., he's back. Got his first career start. Oh, he got his feet wet a little bit on Monday. Would he play five or six minutes? But he even said it after the game. We got to talk to him. He felt like this was really his debut. Played, got the start, like I said, played 24 minutes. 
I thought he looked phenomenal for a guy who hasn't really played basketball in a month. 16 points for Nick, uh, 3 of 5 from 3-point range. He was key against that zone of San Jose State. 5 assists, 0 turnovers. Efficient. I thought he looked phenomenal. Uh, we have a full breakdown analysis of that already up over at Hogsworth, so be sure to check that out. Uh, but man, it, what a difference a few days of practice can make. Because even in that short stint on Monday, uh, you know, he looked like a guy that was, that was thinking a lot while he was out there. You know, some people said, oh, maybe he looks a little bit slow. Is that knee bothering him? No, he looked like a guy that was second guessing a little bit, thinking instead of letting the game come to him, trusting his skills and, and just playing, uh, you know, up to his talents and his capabilities. I thought we really saw him turn the corner with that uh, tonight in Bud Walton. Really impressive. And it's just a starting point for Nick. And he said that, you know, after the game, uh, there's more to come with him, with this team, as they kind of get, you know, get him back reacclimated into the lineup and, and get everybody comfortable. It's, it's a little bit of a shift in roles, right? But man, that, that's a great sign for the Razorbacks to see Nick back out there playing some big time, meaningful minutes and, and contributing at a high level. Trevin Brazil, there's no other way to put it. He was awful on Monday, right? What do you have? A couple points, uh, no rebounds, five turnovers, really, really struggled in that game against Troy. You wanna talk about a bounce back. I think he had a career high in points tonight with 23. Uh, way more aggressive, way more engaged and assertive in this one. Uh, I really liked what he was doing, just driving the basketball against that zone or against man to man. Uh, he had an advantage in quickness. He was able to put it on the deck. Musselman talks about, I mean, we know how long he is, but how he can you know, just really cover a lot of ground in just a couple dribbles and get to the basket. Really looked as comfortable as I've seen him handling the ball all season. Uh, in this one, like I said, 23 points. I think he had five rebounds to go along with it. He hit a three. Uh, really, really nice bounce back from Trevor Brazil. So, you know, we've seen the extremes from him. There are games where maybe he disappears a little bit and games where he's arguably the best player on the floor. Um, what can he channel consistently for this Arkansas team moving forward? Because when he's good, Arkansas is really, really good, especially now that you've kind of got the backcourt pieces in place. If he's able to give you uh, consistently some solid efforts at that four spot, or the five, depending on what the matchups call for, you're in business if you're the Razorbacks. Uh, Ricky Council, I don't know, it's just a, just a quiet night for Council. Uh, 17 points, he missed one shot the entire game. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, got choked up a little bit there uh, at my own joke, I guess. But it's wild that, you know, in, in such a short time with Council, we've become so accustomed uh, to him just doing ridiculous things that he has a game where he misses one shot, he scores 17 points, he has some ridiculous, I mean, ridiculous dunks. Uh, another one of those, you know, deep, you know, halfway kind of sidestep three-pointers. Uh, and he's got his prints all over this game, and he's the third guy you mentioned. And I think that's a good sign that we've come to expect that from him. Another tremendous performance from Council. And then Jalen Graham, I love it, man. Uh, you know, this is a guy who was all Pac-12. That's a high major conference. He was all Pac-12 last year at Arizona State. He comes to Arkansas. Uh, we've seen some spurts. We saw it in the red-white game, uh, some of these exhibitions. We've seen it early on in the season. The dude is a bucket when he comes in there. He can score it for you. And so, you know, he hasn't played in a few games, not much anyway. And Musk says, hey, you know, this guy's been practicing hard. They monitor the guy's activity levels and energy levels at practice, and he's had his best week. So Musk felt like he needed to find a way to reward and put him in uh, with about 12 to 13 minutes left in the game. And he's instant offense for you. He has 11 points, uh, you know, in 12 minutes of action. We know that he's got that spin move. He can score it around the block, soft touch with that floater. He's a really, really good weapon for Arkansas uh, in that front court spot against the zone because he's really good at kind of finding those gaps in the defense and scoring. But what I was really impressed with about Graham 
is obviously we know he can score, but that's not what's been keeping him off the floor, is it? I mean, it's been defense, maybe some energy levels. Hey, he took two charges. You'll love to see it from Jalen Graham, right? He was jumping passing lanes. He had six rebounds in those minutes. So he was active, he was energized, and he really made the most of his time. You know, we'll see what that means moving forward with matchups and things alike because Arkansas's got so many options in the post, whether it's Brazil playing small ball, uh, Graham if you need scoring, Makai's kind of been the best of both worlds. He was solid again tonight. Mikel Kamani, guys that bring you some more strength. Mikel brings you rim protection. You've got so many options, these guys just have to stay ready. And, and kudos to a guy like Graham uh, for doing that and then making the most of his time. Even though Arkansas, I think they were up 16, they, they had it, they had kind of gotten the game under control there when Graham came in, but like Musk said, he kind of changed the complexion of things uh, for the Razorbacks with his energy. So really impressed with him. He definitely deserved a shout out. And, and you can go across the board on you know some of the plays that the guys made. I thought Anthony Black looked really good. You know, it's, he's adjusting now, right? Uh, because Arkansas needed him to score at a higher rate with Nick out. Nick is back. Okay, so and he's able to kind of shift his mindset back to more of a facilitator. Uh, and I thought he handled that pretty well tonight. You know, sometimes the ball's gonna be in Nick's hand and AB has to slide down to the wing. We saw that a little bit. They look comfortable. I really thought the ball was moving around well. You got, you got guys, uh, some alphas on this team, whether it's Nick, uh, whether it's Council, who we know is wired to score, Anthony Black, who's proven that. He's gonna be a lottery pick. Uh, you know, are the guys willing to share the basketball and keep that thing moving and let the game come to them? Or are they gonna start forcing it? Well, tonight, you know, the first time we've been able to really see them all together, uh, I thought the ball was really whipping around the perimeter. Uh, they shared it well. They played well off of each other. I was impressed with the way Arkansas looked offensively tonight, and it's hard not to be given the numbers. Again, yeah, it's San Jose State, uh, but you'll take that, uh, especially, you know, when it's the first game having all these guys back together, and uh, you got to take away something from these games, right? And Arkansas was able to get this thing under control, execute at a high level, and it was a feel-good game, right? It's a feel-good game. If you were there, uh, man, the bench was fired up. They were jacked up. Uh, the crowd was really into it. You got Cade Arbogast, the walk-on in there. He drills a three. Everybody was fired up. They were pumped up. That's one that you walk out of the building feeling really good about where Arkansas is at, heading into what's going to be an important stretch here. Uh, listen, it's going to take a little bit of time, right, to get everybody acclimated. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a little bit of a reset because you're, you're reintegrating, uh, you know, Nick into the lineup. He's such a focal point of what you're doing. So there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period there. You got Devo back, which shout out to him, by the way. His stat line probably doesn't show it. Uh, but, you know, I thought he played really hard. And, and like Trevor Brazil said after the game, he just brings a different kind of energy for this Arkansas team. It's different with him out there. The leadership, uh, you know, just the effort with which he plays, it's infectious and it trickles down throughout the rest of the roster. So really good to see him back too. Uh, but this Arkansas team is close. They're close. And, and that's a scary proposition for, for maybe some opponents because we're so early in the season. Uh, defensively, there's still some things to work on. That's going to take a little bit of time. They have time especially before the start of SEC play. Uh, you know, offense, I think, you know, we were wondering if that was going to be the Achilles heel for this team. Uh, you know, the three-point shooting, they were turning it over at a high rate. But I think tonight offered a glimpse of what this team is capable of, and they can have some firepower. If they need to outscore some teams throughout the course of the season, uh, I think they've got enough juice, especially in that backcourt, especially if you have Trevor Brazil cooking, to where they can do that when they need to. And I think eventually when that defense becomes elite level, and I think it will, uh, man, Arkansas is going to be a really tough out. So be excited. 
Arkansas seven and one, things are starting to come together. Another home opportunity, this is an important game on Tuesday. UNC Greensboro is not bad. They're, they're a fairly solid mid-major, I think better probably than Team Arkansas played tonight. Um, Arkansas should be able to win this game and take care of business, but you gotta make sure that you're not looking ahead to Oklahoma, that big game at the BOK Center in Tulsa next Saturday. That's gonna be a quad one opportunity for Arkansas. Probably a little bit of revenge on the mind after what happened last year. Uh, so you don't want to get caught looking ahead, stay focused, make the next necessary steps forward in this home game on Tuesday and get ready for a big one this weekend. Another thing to keep in mind, those net rankings, those damn net rankings. We heard Eric Musselman talking about it last year. It doesn't make sense. What's going on? Uh, Arkansas's beat LSU a half dozen times. LSU's still ranked ahead of them. We don't understand. Those come out on Monday, the first release. I'm really anxious to see where Arkansas is at in those. Uh, because they've been taking care of business in the metrics so far. <coughs> if you take a look at it, all these home games uh, against, you know, inferior competition, how does that impact your strength of schedule? We'll see, uh, but you get style points essentially for blowing teams out, and Arkansas has done a pretty nice job of that. I think this 41-point win against the San Jose State team, you might look at it at the end of the year and go, eh, whatever. But that margin of victory matters. I mean, let's just see what that means. What did Maui do for Arkansas? You know, you had that Louisville game. If you look at it now, uh, they might be, outside of North Dakota State, the lowest-ranked team that Arkansas has faced. They've really struggled. So that, that kind of stinks that you go to Maui and you get a game like that, but you beat the hell out of them, which is good, and you had two great games, so, so one and one in quad one opportunities. Uh, you know, with the loss to Creighton, but then the bounce back win against San Diego State. Obviously a huge quad one opportunity coming up against Oklahoma. And then, man, like we got two more games and we're in SEC play. Like the, the season is rolling. We're past the quarter pole <laughs> of the race here. And I like where this Arkansas team is at it. And I hope you do too. It, today was an exciting game. The team is making progress. They're finally at full strength and we'll start to see what they're capable of. Good day here in Bud Walton Arena. Appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. As always, uh, we will have the game on Tuesday. We'll be back in the studio on Wednesday for the next episode of Hog Hoops Live. Looking forward to it again. This has been Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com. Appreciate you guys like always, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.